So, hello and welcome. My name is Steve Nabel, and today I'm speaking with my good friend Vaz Sriharan on Ascension Lightworkers and Starseeds. Vaz is a former city worker who transformed his life following 15 years of intense depression. Now, Vaz was the founder of the London College of Spirituality, which has helped many thousands in London explore various facets of spiritual growth and empowerment. Vaz is a humanitarian and environmentalist and dedicated to preserving what is sacred, and his website is vazsriharan.com. There will be a link going out with this uh, podcast. Hi, Vaz. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's all right. Now, a um, bit envious. There you are in bed in sunny Bali, you know, um, nothing like grey <laughs> London. So, can you just say, what, what are you up to these days? What's your journey like? Yeah, right now, um, out here in Bali, we're exploring um, the power spots. We love power spots, so we go around um, the world as much as we can and explore these various um, places which people may know as chakra points of the planet. And um, for us, it's generally an acceleration point. So we go to accelerate, align, attune, and also meet the land at these various places. And Bali's been calling quite a lot. Mm. And right now, it's been about just exploring and taking it step by step. We're not really shown the next step, so we know to come over here. And as soon as we've come here, we've been slowly shown the next steps. And I feel this is to do with a lot of us right now. We're being slowly guided <laughs> with our eyes half open kind of thing <laughs> as we go along this path because there's a lot there's so much new with this new energy that's coming into the planet so much is unknown we're going to this uncharted territory and for us coming here has been a big part of that we've left london mm. um our home and it's been an amazing journey already this past two months did you feel the calling to leave is do you think it's the right time and a lot of light workers are getting this feeling to shift their lives in some way yeah, I find it fascinating now because this is a time where, for myself and so many others, the, the lightworker path itself is changing significantly. And I've been sensing this for the past, I think, about two, just over two years, where my path myself, I was so sh sure of it, it was very certain, I had a mission, I had a purpose, and it suddenly changed trajectory. And it wasn't, I wasn't sure which way it was going, but I knew it had changed. And especially this time right now, it kind of culminated in this decision where I find a lot of us are leaving our homes, wherever that home is. A lot of us are moving out of cities. And for me, the city has been an incredible training ground on every possible level, energetic and everything else. Mm. Um, but also on other deeper levels, I feel that our paths are changing significantly because of the shift in consciousness. And one of the things that I'm noticing right now for myself is that what it, whatever that I was passionate about or clear about and strong about before has has changed dramatically. I feel like a completely new person. Um, this is one of the things that is occurring deep within us is this deep identity crisis, mm. which is initially what's being felt. And I'm, I'm meeting people who've had lifelong careers in light work and many other areas, such as myself, and suddenly it's just a feeling that this way of me expressing and doing my work and where I'm doing my work is not working anymore. Something else is calling. And it's beautiful because there's like a soul revolution going on the side during this time. Well, Vaz, how would you define light workers and starseeds? So, yeah, this is a, what I love about the word light worker for me when I first um, embarked on this path and I was exploring to find other like-minded people who were like me. Originally, see, for me, the word, even the word light worker has changed over time, and everyone has a different view mm. of what the light worker means. And originally, it was a soul who has come here with a mission and a purpose to 
participate in this ascension, in this shift, and has come here to shift consciousness and bring um, a message through themselves, through their being, through their work, through their um, expression. And in many ways, I don't feel that's changed. It's just how that's been portrayed and understood that's changed. It's our perception of it that's changed. And so when I first came across it, it was amazing. It resonated so deep within me, not just because of what it meant, because also because I connected with so many other souls on an energetic level. And I could feel my soul family out there in the world. It's like we've been randomly dropped around the planet strategically mm -hmm. by the universe mm -hmm. <laughs> to radiate and ripple out this new consciousness, which for most, the most part, we don't really understand where it comes from, what it's doing, how to embody it. Yet it's just happening naturally. It's this natural process within us that is changing everything vibrationally around us mm. and creating change within our family, our environments, everything we touch and meet. And usually we encounter the world with a lot of kind of resistance to that older energy. And we there's something new that we know. There's a better way of doing things. There's a more unified, loving way of doing things. And I feel these souls who come as light workers and star seeds, which we'll talk about in a moment, I feel these souls are have come from different dimensions, have done this work before, have have reached different states of dimensional awareness and have been called back here to assist in this planetary evolution and this ascension of the species from one paradigm to another. And star seeds are generally um, those who feel very connected on a galactic level to other systems. And many people feel this, I've felt this my whole life, I don't quite belong here, I don't quite fit in here. Mm. And on an even deeper level, I know that I'm from somewhere else. So when I was young, I had, and even to this day, I have various dreams and visions of being in other worlds, other realms. And originally, I thought it was just me kind of making that up. But over time, it's actually been more real, some of those dreams, mm. than real life. And once we start to realize that so many others are feeling the same way, we know that there's something very collective going on. There's a, there's a wave of souls that are not quite from here. And one of the things with these terms is that we may feel that we're one or the other or both. And I think that we're kind of all of them in some way if we feel a resonance with them. And I feel that very connected with the light worker starseed mm. energy. And we've come here with a very strong... Um, remember, it's, it's amazing because when you come to planet Earth, there's that veil of forgetfulness. And yet the starseed and the light worker has this code within them, this blueprint, which activates and awakens beyond, it's more powerful than that veil. Mm. And with that code, when it awakens, it's unstoppable. And it starts to stir, it starts with that curiosity and that questioning, what's going on here? This doesn't seem right. There's something more to life. And we go into that deep questioning inquiry and it may lead to trauma, it may lead to depression, us like conflicting with the reality outside of us until eventually we realize there is actually more to reality. There's actually something far more um, going on here. And yeah. that remembering is birthing through each one of us around the planet. Yeah. Do you think that the role of a star, star seed light work is actually changing over the years? I think I read somewhere that you thought that way. Yeah, so this is something that I feel is happening right now due to the tipping point being reached. Now, I know that many people have various ideas on this, and this is something that I just feel myself. So as with all things, you know, when it comes to these concepts, these terms, and how we relate to them, it's all about how we personally resonate with them, and that can change itself because we're exploring new territory. 
but with this um, with the ascension there are so many souls who have awakened to the light to their light who are emitting that frequency now that we've gone beyond that tipping point and there is it is now like that snowball effect is happening even if we stepped aside and or retired <laughs> in a way mm. it's going to happen anyway because it's the frequency has been met and we can see it externally as much as that chaos seems to be happening that's a necessary shadow side which is emerging there is so much change occurring in every possible area of society which is looking at the things that need to be looked at and so simultaneously and this is what's so fascinating the role the desires the passions of the light workers have changed and we're moving from that savior energy which originally in a way was necessary because it really pushed us all to stand up and make a difference and save the planet mm. in commas. and now it's shifting to where we're starting to ask what is it that we're really here for am i taking the whole world on my shoulders do i really need to heal and save the world those questions are really important because they're the signal of the new path that is emerging for light workers and starseeds yeah and this this is where we're learning now to integrate joy into the work because it's the work has been missing joy throughout the history of humanity anyway and we've kind of adopted that as we've gone into light work i mean maybe it'll turn into light play who knows what it's going to turn into but it's yeah. going to be about really integrating embodying joy which is a foundation um creative force of the universe yeah i re i do recognize that save the world uh, thing i think i had it for yeah. a, i <clears throat> came to alternatives in uh, 94 i stayed there for i don't know quite about 18 years and i left in uh, winter solstice 2012 actually you know, the shift point and i just felt everything had shifted and i was being called away but before then i felt i have to stay here we're a lighthouse we're shapes you know mm. changing the world we're, we're we're holding a light and people need that light and i guess for you the um the you know the college that you founded it was, it was perhaps a similar uh, sort of impulse yeah absolutely I mean, my whole path and mission purpose has been about um underlying it to save the world in every possible way mm. And in a way, it's come with the sacrificial energy as well. I'll sacrifice my own life or my own um, relationships, my own um, environment for that. Well, at the time, I didn't know that. Mm. And it's been driven by, it was driven by that energy. Like, regardless of what's going on, I'm going to stay as a warrior and I'm going to persevere no matter what and hold this energy because it's so needed. And as with everything, this is the way that I, I find so amazing about the way the universe works that even that as we come to awareness of it in hindsight it's not that we did anything wrong it's that it was actually needed in that way to take it to that tipping point bizarrely <laughs> yeah because it's all kind of that grand incredible design and now we're really looking back well really looking at what we're doing and real and asking ourselves what is it that these questions are starting to emerge and this is a this is part of that true spiritual um seeking when the questions emerge, they lead to a whole new path. And the questions are asking, what are you here for? What really brings you fulfillment and joy? What about you? How are you serving yourself? And these questions turn that selflessness energy, that service energy, which very predominant with light workers, yeah. and start to bring ourselves back into the game and say, okay, what about us? And as we do that, we actually connect a whole stream of consciousness mm. that is waiting. Mm. And is now we're ready. I believe that we're ready for, but not only that, the planet is ready for. Mm. 
I don't think the planet was ready for this new stream before. I know that uh, you talk also on your on your website about a number of w w w things have shifted, but of course there are still issues for light workers, Stasis, aren't there? It's not like suddenly everything is magical for them. Uh, there are a number of issues that they need to be aware of, and, and I think you've written about a few of these. One of them, for example, the desperate search for ascension, uh, or this desperate need for excessive introspection, uh, plus others. Can you say something about these kind of issues that starseeds really have to learn to navigate much more uh, gracefully? Yeah, this is. Um, I'm, I feel this is quite. This is very similar to the Eastern search for enlightenment. So it's that search for an event, essentially. Like we're we're really striving for ascension as an event is going to come in a way it's going to save us mm. and I've had this before I had this with 2012 in a big way and even after that when I thought I'd learned my lessons <laughs> I was still waiting for this ascension event mm. to occur and I, what can happen through this process is that we end up um, completely disregarding our life and essentially giving our power away to an idea that something else is going to save us and at least a lot of disempowerment Mm. and we end up not living, not truly living. And I think it's a really common theme for lightworkers and starseeds because we essentially, there's also, a, there's also a deeper feeling where we don't actually want to be here. Mm. And that's something we've got to face over time. And this is something that I was totally unaware of for a long time until I um, started to look at it in a different way. Even though people talked about grounding, I wasn't really understanding what that meant. I thought it just meant to earth my energy. Yeah. But really, I realized over time that there was a fear as well of being here and a reluctance of being here, rather than seeing the beauty of being here and dropping into that um, energy of actually knowing that we've chosen to come here, not just to bring up all of this change, but to experience physical life, which is so unique mm. in all of its different polarities and dualities and all of its different things that are going on. And especially with awareness that we bring, it's actually really incredible once you start to drop into that. And at the same time, like you say, this excessive introspection, I think it's been programmed into the spiritual field, actually. And it's so ingrained mm. where we are, because everything has been about healing, and we're all on that search for healing to heal our stuff. We want to heal our relationships. We want to get our self-worth, our self-love, our self-power back. And it's... All of this is incredible because it can take us into a state of self-love. Yeah, what happens is that when it's taken to an extreme, it moves from self-loving awareness to self-criticism. And I think many of us have, have this in many areas. So rather than seeing within into the inner world with loving kindness, we look at all the bits that we don't like and need to fix <laughs> yeah. and do the same externally. It's like, oh, why am I manifesting this? I need to fix this and decide I don't like this part about me. Mm. And it leads to more because fear creates more and it actually sends us into this um, infinity loop of healing. And we, we can't escape it until we literally let go of that template of suffering. And it's one of the things we're going to be working with, me and Polina, we're doing a lot of template clearings for light workers mm. because there's a lot of these templates that we carry such as suffering and poverty consciousness maybe you've talked about this before mm. that we carry within our field and we think that we have to suffer mm. and that we that growth is suffering healing is suffering mm. living is suffering earning is suffering and as light workers we believe that light work is suffering we have to suffer so the world can benefit 
and that's one thing we need to shift or the world will continue to suffer mm. and so it's really important that we cultivate joy laughter happiness and for no other reason than to experience it and to know that we deserve everything because of who we are right now rather than feeling that we have to build our worth to a certain point it's a very different way of looking at it and that loop is why I feel so many are caught up in endless workshops of healing and fixing certain issues mm. rather than balancing that. And I, I know a lot of us get caught up in that as well. So when it comes to that deep work, we face it head on, like really look at it, really be with it, then also balance it with recognizing that life is also a celebration, a joy. So how can we remember why the, the other reason why we came here, which is to celebrate and yeah. connect, you know. Have fun. Have fun. Have the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, let me pick right. up on <clears throat> one thing you said, because um, we've both been in banking. We're both in the banking world, you know, money, and then uh, we've both been involved with um, companies. You know, you, you had the college, I had alternatives. And money, of course, mm. is this issue that, that for a lot of light workers, they say it's preventing them from doing the journey. You know, if I've got to pay the mortgage, I've got to pay my electric bill or whatever you know and this is a big one for a lot of people money or this poverty consciousness you mentioned can you just say something about how light workers start to move out of this um and it's quite a thing that grips the whole planet isn't it money the money system holding people in a kind of modern day slavery almost it seems how do how do we step away from that yeah for me um so i've had a journey with this where i felt I've been completely resistant to money because I've seen it. I used to see it as very unspiritual, very, and I was really just, you know, appalled by the slavery system of how it's used on the planet. Mm. And that led me into like one of the lowest forms of poverty consciousness I've ever had. Mm. And so the thing with poverty consciousness is it's this idea, the things with any slavery system, any matrix, is that once we buy into its system, on either way, we either follow it or we actually resist it. When we resist it, we're still a part of that system and that, that's its power over us. So the key is to actually to transform it from within. And with poverty consciousness, with money, I think a lot of light workers like myself and so many others that I meet have been through this, is that we have to fall in love with that energy and see it as energy and see that we can transform it. And as we do so, we will completely radicalize that energy and break down the matrix from within because that's where they do not have power over us. Mm. For a lot of light workers, it's really important to value the time, the work, the money, all of this in order to understand it on the very simplest level. The more you receive, the more you can do. It really comes down to that simple mm. system of understanding that because, and also to disengage from what other people think around this or how ashamed you may feel. There's a lot of things that will come up, shame, for earning yeah shame for earning from doing what you love because it relates to the suffering template it conflicts with that and suffering says you can't earn from what you love no that's not that's not right that can't be right yeah <laughs> and whereas we need to bring that new energy we need to earn from what we enjoy and that vibration will actually inspire others and tell them it's okay to earn from what you enjoy and that's how we inspire and do more and more and initially, it will be difficult. There are people, there are light workers who will also resist this and find that difficult. Yet, it's important for each person to really value themselves and knowing that we're helping one another subconsciously, even if others find it difficult to accept. 
yeah festival and i guess like you're you're you're, you're separating from the the matrix you and polina your girlfriend uh, and doing what you're doing gives permission for other people to do you become a beacon of light for others don't you yeah, this is the thing. It's like following our path and following our heart. It's not an easy thing. You know, a lot of people talk about doing that, but leaving home, leaving everything you're familiar with, security, not knowing how you're going to look after yourself and all of that. Yet doing it because you, your your heart, your soul is telling you to do it. Mm. And you've, there's no logic with the heart, so it just doesn't care. It's just like, I want to do this. And it doesn't mean that we just jump on every desire, but we, you know, we were kind of weighing it in and out. But at, when it comes to the heart's desires, it's always there, present throughout all of the minds, back and forth actions, and then eventually we kind of give in and have to do it. And so, as we've done this, as always, this, the universe shows why it's the right reason. Because you, you know, there's still things to move through, but then you're shown the next step and the next step and the next step. And I don't feel we're shown that until we we break out of that comfort zone. Yeah. And really listen. Yeah. Now, I know it's something else I've, I've read, which I really resonate with. When there are no teachers to guide, the teachers themselves have to teach themselves. Now, it's a big one, isn't it? I know in my life, I've always looked for the brilliant, inspirational teacher. And at a certain point, I'm, I'm thinking, where are they? You know, and I, I'm not being so inspired. And, and a few people told me, well, you, it's your, you've got to step up now, you know. And I'm like, well, me? Who am I to do that? You know? Is this a kind yeah. of thing that a lot of people have to kind of look? Well, it's now you have to be the ones that help the ones who are, who are kind of following behind, you know, or two steps behind. Yeah, and that's so great. I love the way you, you phrase that as well, because this, next, this wave of teachers right now are the ones who are reluctant to even want to step up. And that's what's so great because there's also there's an energy with that, and I feel it's related to power because there's a power that's being brought to the planet that's so different, it's so precious, and the ones who've been harboring and holding it are also like don't really want to be in power, and that's the greatest form of power because there won't be a, a need to dominate or oppress others, and yet, same as me, I've been looking for a teacher, a mentor, a guide, um, for years, decades, mm. and not finding that and finally realizing that everything I'm doing is pioneering something. Mm. And just by sharing that with others, what I'm pioneering, whether it's a success or a failure, I'm also helping others expand their perception of reality. Mm. And, then, and in hindsight, it's not really a success or failure anyway. It's like, we're, it's like the trailblazer analogy. We're blazing through the trails and opening the doorways so all the others can know what's possible through that experience. Yeah. And... As we're doing that, we're that's t for me. That's teaching. It's, it's relaying your experiences to others, so they can then resonate with it and integrate it and see what resonates with them. And it's a very empowering way of teaching that we're doing now because we're recognizing that everyone um, has access to their own like congruent energy. And when they check within themselves, as everyone does, like we check within what, what feels right for me. Can I be challenged here or not? And if not, then okay, I'll, I'll go this way. And so we have our own pathways we're creating and assisting many others in this way. And what, what I find amazing is that as we're all doing this, we suddenly find out that we've become the teachers. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like we've stepped into it without realizing and like stumbled into it. <laughs> we have. And it's, it's, is carrying great heart energy, and this is what I love about the new teachers. There's a heart-centered energy that light workers are bringing that is so important to bring to the planet. Yeah, it's this is really what I've always important. loved about you, Vaz. You've got this great heart and this great kind of purity, 
and uh, I, and that's how I think you've kind of uh, dodged the Agent Smiths in the Matrix. You know, you and uh, <laughs> Trinity's, who's uh, I know Trinity, uh, Vaz is at the moment laying in bed in Bali with his girlfriend Polina. You know, and I've just said hello to him before. <laughs> I said we're doing an interview in bed with Vaz and Polina, but uh, <laughs> and in a way you're kind of like Neo and Trinity, aren't you? Or we we become the mate, we become the Morpheuses, Neos and Trinities, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's like, uh, and all of this is. There's been such a reluctance for me to step into that as well, and it's been a long thing, long process. And I feel this with so many of us. It's because we're we carry a lot of themes together collectively. You know, we have these fears of being seen, of wanting to be out there, and like you say, those Agent Smiths of that representation of that matrix can't find us. Yeah, <laughs> the universe is brilliant. How it's worked it out. Yeah, but yeah. we're stepping up now, we're and that's that's up. the key thing. Yeah. If you there's a lot of people probably at a crossroads now, you know, like there's they're still in, one foot in the matrix and there's one foot wanting to step out. What advice would you give that group of people? Yeah, great question. So for yeah, for those of you listening, for those of you who are in that in between worlds, I would say that for all of us in a way we're all in between worlds, whatever those worlds are, this as we're moving into this new realm of understanding. Yeah, as you're breaking out of that particular 3d matrix which is it is difficult it's difficult when you when you're in it and you're trying to break out because that programming of the 3d matrix will conflict with your inner emerging soul um life force which is whispering to you that there is another way to do this there's something more fulfilling for you and as those words carry far more power than anything else yet the programming will of course usually initially um, speak about money, security, all of the very that very scarcity fears which the matrix works with to keep you in line. And what I would say is, first of all, don't worry if you're going back and forth. This is completely natural. And don't worry if you feel stuck or confused. If you're confused or if you're even wondering about stepping out, this is the first sign that you are actually breaking free. Because the first thing... The first, sign, the first element of actually breaking free is the awareness of it. And so for me, it's a conveyor belt. You're already on it. It's going to take you out of it. It's just a matter of divine timing. So just allow yourself to be kind to yourself during that process. And I would really recommend finding more people who, think, who feel like you and think like you to be around supportive environments. This will help you reprogram. It's actually deprogram, really deprogramming from the conditioning going to experiences listening to transmissions experience meditations whatever it is that allows you to connect to your soul which will allow it to have more clarity more voice within you because it's growing that voice is growing and it knows what is best for you it knows where to go and it doesn't have the rationale that you may be used to of what 3d conditioning tells you rationale is it's got an intuition that is connected to a much deeper infinite reality and understands that the heart isn't afraid of anything. It knows way that you can handle an experience and it knows where you're going. But it will only show you little things or show you through your feelings. And usually for me, the feelings, the emotions are the navigation system. So as you're getting frustrated, as you're getting annoyed with where you're at, as you're getting really lethargic and you're starting to resist what you're experiencing, such as your job or whatever that is, this is the greatest sign that you're showing your inner world is now not matching your outer world. It may be the people, it may be lots of different things. And this is the greatest sign showing you that you are changing 
And as you are changing, your reality will begin to change as your choices start to change. And what I find is a natural process of you getting your power back to make those choices. And at the beginning it can be difficult, but eventually everyone, everyone makes it, that choice in different ways. And it doesn't, it may seem like the biggest choice in the world, but it may just be one step forward. And that one step is enough to shift your entire reality and start a whole new process. Now, I know, Vaz, you've got a couple of events coming up, Sedona and Mount Shasta. I did uh, Mount Shasta, I think, 2016. Incredible experience. Could you just say something about these events uh, coming up? Yeah, thanks, Steve. So these are, we've got our two vortex retreats this September, and we're going to two of the power spots. We're going to Mount Shasta, and we're, and we're going to Sedona. So these are two separate retreats, so we can come to both, which um, many are doing as well. And we just absolutely love going to vortexes around the planet this is why we're in Bali as well because the land Gaia accelerates our being in such a phenomenal way that when we enter the land especially with spiritual awareness and guided by our facilitators who are skilled in accelerating that even more it allows us to purge many many themes core patterns but also align and expand and connect to the higher consciousness which is available so these the reason that we go to these is also to, to, on one level to experience the land of the healing, but on another level to connect beyond the veil because the veil is much thinner at these portals. So there's a lot of stream of consciousness that comes onto the planet. There's a lot of UFO sightings, there's a lot of sightings of higher beings around these places, naturally because the connection between the realms is much, much deeper. And it allows things like meditation, connection, far, far more easier which allows us to work much more. So we go there to expand ourselves. And usually those who come along will have their lives changed because it's like a, I see it as a landing pad. It's like a launch pad. So whenever we go, we don't know exactly what spirit is calling in that particular retreat on a high level. But we know that we're about to change our lives on a huge level by going there and allowing allowing the mountain, allowing Sedona to take care of the rest. So if you're interested, passionate about it, check our website, sacredjourneys.earth. We have a great itinerary and great facilitators, uh, Polina and Himesh are going to be there. And yeah, can't wait. Two weeks of absolute magic and synchronicity. Wonderful, Vaz. Well, it's great talking to you guys uh, in bed. Give my love to Polina. And until we speak again, so I'll put the uh, web links up, which is um, vazshriharan.com. And do you say sacredjourneys.earth? That's right, yeah. Great. Thanks, Vaz. Thanks, Steve.